0: Today's episode, I'm actually going to go backwards, do a little bit of a rewind here and talk about something that we previously talked about on the podcast, something to do with legalization. And so on November 8th, 2022, the Maryland voters will be voting for something very important, just like any other voters across the United States or other countries that follow a democratic system, they'll be voting to legalize marijuana. So there are local elections, and and usually they're similar in terms of how things are passed. So uh, in this particular case, you know, approving process is mostly, like I said, the same. So I thought it would be a good idea and a good time to highlight one of my earliest podcast episodes that coincide with with legalizing marijuana, and so Maryland has a question for to amend the marijuana legalization amendment that is on a ballot, as I mentioned, upcoming this November eight two thousand twenty two. So a yes vote supports legalizing marijuana for people or adults 21 years older beginning July 2023, which, you know, it just pretty much sets the the foundation for the legislation of how to use, distribute, regulation, taxation, all of those different parameters as it relates to marijuana. So currently in Mar- the state of Maryland, marijuana is legal for medical use under a 2013 law. And in April 2014, possession of 10 grams or less of marijuana was decriminalized. The reason why I'm explaining this is because through the process of legislation, at usually at a state level, like I said, or, at, or even federal level, they're really a roughly the same process. And so the way it works is uh, to put some type of legislation Uh, referendum or something that is amending the constitution, state constitution, the United States constitution uh, before voters, a 60% is required at both the Senate and state of representative level. And again, this is at the state and local level. So this question for was introduced recently uh, this year. In fact, beginning of this year in January um, as a house bill and it, and it barely, barely passed. And subsequently passed the Senate as well. Again, barely passed in the state of Maryland. And I, I can see that happening in many places across this country. And at some point, if it is put to the voters um, or even not put to the voters, actually, you know, I can see it being passed. Um, It, w- it would take some time. It, it's a lot of other issues, I think, that are important um, prior to just legalizing marijuana. Um, I do think there are subsequent other laws that should accompany it. So not just legalizing, but the decriminalization of marijuana. And then what do you do with those individuals who are currently in jail of said previous rules? You know, there's a lot to be worked out behind that. So as with any legislation, you know, it, it it takes time and it takes a lot of maneuvering and posturing and. And folks trying to convey the importance one way or the other of why one should. So um, on December six, two thousand twenty one, I recorded the following episode that you guys are about to hear, and I think it is a really good idea to, you know, re just bring this ideas back to to fold, you know, revisit this idea about cannabis and the conversations that uh, two of my friends who joined the podcast. Um, that we did that day. So, um, enjoy Yo, 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 yo. Whether you are wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today, we have a jam-packed episode and a couple of surprise guests to join me along the way. Cannabis, a threat to street vendors. I love the title. I love the concept. I love this topic. It's a lot of stuff. However, let me jump into the quickie. And for those who are first time joining, the quickie is really something that's relevant in, in today's news that I am either passionate about, or something I just want to address real quick. That's a little bit different from the episode. You know, we have a lot of things going on in our in our local news, in our environments, and you know, there's part of times where I struggle to to just comprehend uh, what's happening and, and and the dangers of how we pit each other against each other, and that's very frustrating for me. And so I'll just say the name. Kyle Rittenhouse. And I know that brings a trigger for some or all in whatever direction it does. And, and as you guys know, I don't get into political talk on this podcast. I don't even get into religious talk on this podcast. And so I will keep it very simple and concise. I feel humanity is being lost in all of the tragedy that's happening. You know, we, we somehow forgotten that people died and they are victims And everyone is discussing a judge outcome, a jury outcome, whether a person should have a gun or not have a gun. Why is that person in this state? Why is this person allowed to do what he or she is allowed to do? But no one is really concerned about the victims, people who actually died. You know, for me, it's, it's all about humanity. And you guys have heard me say this on a podcast before. I'm all about the sustainability and sustainment of humanity. And, when I think about what's happening, you know, and what's been happening across this nation, it becomes frustrating. you know, I don't want to let like let it drown me down, but it's very disheartening where I feel we lose in a sense of humanity and we we're, we're it's people die and we just keep walking and moving on with our day. As if you know, we don't care. Now granted, death is a part of our existence. That you know, we are fragile. You know, creatures, and you know we don't have a a forever lifespan, and I get it, um, but we should have some compassion, in my opinion, a little bit more compassion as it relates to humanity and the struggles we're having, right? I just just find it disheartening. Um, so I don't want to drown on it too much, but that's a quickie. I just wanted to, you know discuss with you guys. So I'm just going to jump into today's episode because we again we do have a lot to discuss, a lot to cover. Um, so I have a co-host joining me today. Um, this guy is my brother. Um, he's also my realtor, <laughs> and That's no the only reason I'm here. <laughs> and no doubt, he's my overall hype man. To be honest with you, I could say this guy is probably the best person that I could think of for this for today's topic. So no pants required stand up wait hold up you actually may i have pants on so don't stand up let's welcome my homie ben white to the podcast wearing pants appreciate it i appreciate you wearing pants because i don't want to see you without pants on i have terrible legs that's, that's a good point <laughs> and you need some vitamin d and some sun. so very pale very, very pale <laughs> <laughs> well i may or may not be wearing pants you know you guys won't know um, but uh, that's just my secret all right so um you know i want to add a little bit more about ben <laughs> So I could say this guy is what I would consider a social social media warrior.
1: That's what I call him, right?
0: Uh I've, you know you're a warrior. You fight the fight. And I want not yeah, but that's fight too the fight
1: like that phrase SJW. I got gotcha. you. Like so but you
0: are, but you but you live it every day and I'm here for it. You know, when I when I log onto uh Facebook and I scroll and I see your your point of view, I'm like he's got it, you know, cuz I don't have the energy. I feel like I will get emotionally attached to the comments and things that's draining for me
1: what well, i did and i've if you notice i haven't you know since we've been allowed out of our houses again i've got off and i'm not arguing with people. oh i forgot you just throw it on your stories on instagram yeah, more <laughs> I, now i just do stories on instagram nobody can <laughs> argue with me that's a good point i'm you just saying it and you're either looking at it or not that's the
0: the best value <laughs> that's why i like this podcast i can say what the fuck i want to say and you don't have to listen Hopefully you do listen. Right. Did you like what I'm talking about? But, you know, it's a channel, right? And you could connect to your audience or your people who like-minded Or You can at, at least convey a message to those who may be confused or otherwise don't know. So I appreciate it. No doubt. All right. All right. So, um, so Ben, tell the people about yourself.
1: What do you want to share? I mean, I guess in, in terms of this podcast, I think it's well, this topic. Uh, you know, I have a felony for intent to distribute cannabis. I didn't stop at that felony <laughs> it went on for many years after, uh, and I'm pretty familiar with the street vendor today who is, I mean, I guess competing with dispensaries and you're watching, uh, the illegal market. I don't like using the phrase black market, but you're watching the illegal market fade out or phase out but it's entirely still alive because you don't have federal legalization you don't you don't have every state um and it's an interesting time for uh you know legalization as it would have been any time because this i have benefited tremendously for it being illegal but i'm well aware of the consequences and the detriment specifically to black people for it being illegal so it's a it that's an interesting if not fucked up (laughs) like concept to even think about as a white person so yeah i mean fucked up is a Um, a mild way to say it right right so i mean that's just in terms of the topic that's why i'm not gonna purport to be some cannabis expert um but i did sell weed for many years uh, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, you know. This is why you're on this episode. So that's that's <laughs> that in terms of today's topic. I love it.
0: All right. So before we get too far um, into the episode, I do want to um, acknowledge our special guest who's joining No uh, Pants Required. So let's welcome Jeff to the podcast, ladies hey. and
2: gentlemen. Hey, hey, what's going on?
0: All right. So we're working on a little bit of a low mic here with Jeff, but um, after the clap, we'll give him to introduce himself. There we go, Jeff.
2: All right. I appreciate y'all for having me here. My name is Jeff. I'm here in Baltimore, and I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank nice. you, sir. Thank you. All right. So um, today's special guest, you know, he's coming to us from a a separate side of this, this discussion. You know, um, but I don't want to steal your thunder. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about your... Um, your your um dispensary.
2: All right. So I have an online dispensary. Um pretty much food though, it's edibles. I don't have bud or flowers, what most call it. Um that licensing process is hell, as both of you probably should know. Um mm. so I'm able to sell edibles online because it's basically food.
1: Oh well. Wow. I, I also, did not know about that loophole, yes, so to speak.
2: Exactly. You if, if you smoke it, that's different. If you eat it, it's allowed. Um, <laughs> that's funny because I
1: think Mar- Maryland one of the last reasons they were going for decriminalization legalization. one of the compromises was no edibles in the dispensaries because kids because it's always about scaring yes. people kids are going to eat it
2: well there's two so separate situations that, though with the uh, eating the edibles one is Delta 9 which is 3.3% higher or less yeah. than that is Delta 8 so federally Delta nine is illegal, unless you have a medical card. And if you um, don't have one, you can purchase Delta eight, which is federally legal now.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. But it's it's it just all the strange state yeah, exactly. federal laws that are trying to uh, adapt and to, to the legalization.
2: I mean, you still have to get a license uh, for Delta eight, a CBD license. That process can be like a $4,000 two point application process to be prior into your whole lives. Then it's like an eight thousand, no, eighty thousand dollar licensing fee just to get in the door. Eighty thousand—that what you did? Oh no, 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 no. That's for Delta. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's for Delta Nine or higher. That's to have the actual dispensary and disperse edibles and also flower or bud. Okay, um, uh, and, shit. Then, if it's for an
1: actual dispensary, I'm surprised it's not more. Oh no, no, no that's no, that, not that's, bad.
2: That's just the application. It's the process. beginning. Yes. Right, that's okay. lost. That's lost money. You know, that's that's throwing the air, <laughs> and then <laughs> wow. uh, then the process after that. Once you get approved or denied, after spending roughly eighty four thousand dollars, it's going to be roughly a half a million to get you um, processed and, and started.
1: Okay, that's what.
2: There you go. So five hundred eighty four thousand just to get you started, and that's that's just to get you out there.
1: And that's no brick and mortar. So you're talking a million <laughs> and then you could fail.
2: Right. Exactly. So <laughs> then you need to be bonded, insurance, store build out, taxes, uh, all kinds of things after you spend, spend the money to get out there. All right. So this is why the streets win sometimes.
1: See, I mean, it seems I don't think it's dead. It seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, I also, D.C., it's legal, but it's not. So you have these like pop up dispensaries that are illegal, and every once in a while they'll the cops will get a itch or whatever, and mm-hmm. they'll go raid one. Um. So yeah, I, it's I don't. <laughs> Question, it's really is just like the whole vendor versus can't uh, dispensary thing. It's is that why they did It's like leave? a fifty? It's fifty fifty. It feels like
2: gift with purchase is that why they do that in dc now
1: they still do have the gift loophole (laughs) yes but every once in a while they want to enforce it because they'll try to say one of these pop-up dispensaries is not giving gifts like i went into one and they legitimately just hand you like pick out a piece of art and they lay out four paintings and you just pick a piece of paper up and now you're illegal that's the loophole
2: Lord, I actually went to one and they had postcards. So each postcard represented a different product in their store.
1: Okay, so similar type of thing. Um, but the postcard that okay was an exact item.
2: Yes.
0: All right, so Jeff, um, we talked on the phone and you had an interesting story. I and mean, I asked you the question earlier about like, how did you come up with your name? um and and getting into the uh, dispensary overall so you want to share that story
2: yes yes so um back before the pandemic happened i was a flight attendant actually and i was based in vegas um so as you come in and going being a flight attendant you know money got short flights got thin you know the check wasn't coming in so i started going to dispensaries that were having buy one get one free buy four get five free and i started purchasing a lot of uh product in bulk <laughs> i would ship it back to maryland and i would sell it and at that time nice. i was not legal <laughs> i was you know it, it, it was great and then uh shortly after that i applied for a cbd license basically and slowly became legal but my beginning to this was not all the way legal got it. <laughs>
0: that's i, I like the story <laughs> what about yeah, koi like, i mean that's come the, up to the
1: basics yeah. of selling any drug <laughs> just <buy alcohol laughs>
2: and-
1: right then break it down exactly. and sell more or any product for that matter so i was on your site yeah. and i like
0: um you know the namings and and the stuff that you have there um yes. you know well i've come all intrigued with edibles over the years it just seems like a, a easier way to get the same high that we're all trying to achieve and i say we meaning you guys because mm-hmm. i'm not <laughs> at the you moment Don't
2: partake <laughs>
0: <laughs> waiting on that federal law to pass whenever that happens yeah, but tell, tell me more about uh, the company, yeah. your, your name of your company, and how did you come to that um, The name and everything?
2: See, I know one of the owners of Koi, which is actually a Koi company in California, Norwalk, California. Um, so Koi is not mine, but Love My Koi is. Um, and I love Koi because for me personally, it's like where you are at the moment. Like, are you in love with someone? Are you happy in your space? Are you on the grind? Like Koi, and I'm a Pisces too, so it's all full circle with me. Um and That's I'm not a smoker. I've never been a smoker. I hate smoke, actually. But all my friends do smoke, and I was always the one outside of the party because I'm not rolling the smoke in a blunt. So when I started getting edibles, it it, it just opened up something in me personally because that high was amazing. The first time was not amazing because I ate too much of a brownie. <laughs> but the second time, uh, you have to know your limits when it comes to edibles because once you eat it and consume it, you got to go for the wave and ride.
1: Yeah, you're in. <laughs> you,
2: hey, you're committed. Once
1: you digest that, you better you know, give yourself three hours to chill. You're completely. Uh, I eat edibles nonstop. He's eating I one right now. I don't smoke at all.
0: He's eating one right now. <laughs> okay.
1: I broke out some edibles from the dispensary. <laughs> I'm a trader, street vendor. Um, but all I do is dab or eat edibles. I don't smoke at all, ever. I think it's gross. I think it's gross. Which is crazy, uh, that I brought three things from dispensary, edibles, concentrate, and balm. Mm-hmm. That's like all I use now. Growing up, it was just blunts, smoke, nonstop Bongs. And now I don't touch flower at all. It's it makes, crazy. It makes sense.
2: Eventually I wanna get into the flower game.
0: Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Right.
2: Eventually I wanna get into the flower game, but it's just another process, it's a different type of client. Uh, there's so many strands that y'all are picky but but smokers are very picky about their strains so yeah, it's kind of and it's, it's
1: purists
0: it's, yes what today. i call them <laughs> are they real <laughs> purists though Everything. today could a
2: be a season. cookie tomorrow could be a run you just never know what somebody wants when it comes to smoking there's too many varieties of it
0: and some drinks yeah. you know uh so we, i took a trip last year and i was intrigued when i saw um this it was blood orange infused THC with CBD.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Insane. I've had that. Insane. I think they have it here in Maryland.
1: This was they a drink. It, or it tincture, was a drink. A tincture uh it was like like a
0: tonic, like a, tinic, like a, yeah. a little, little can, you can mix with like vodka or something. Yeah,
1: they've got all
0: the products, everything you can imagine. It was yes. insane. I was like we walked in there it's like this is legit and I and you can also travel with it. Like they give your your driver's license obviously and everything is like legally printed Mm -hmm. on the packaging with all the information on there and they give you this sealed bag that you can put your stuff in and travel with so all my friends were like all over the country they were all traveling back home with their stuff i found that i was like wow the day where we can actually purchase items and travel legally on the airplane, but then in some states you can't, and then federally you can't. It's mm-hmm. you know, I I know I understand early adopting, and that's where we are right now. We're in the early adopting stage of making it legal throughout the states as well at as the federal level. And you're gonna have your pitfalls along the way. But I definitely like the step of how Nevada you know was
1: running it. California yeah. does have I'm okay. sure okay. Oregon, yeah. I'm sure they don't care at the mm-hmm. airports. Yeah, exactly. I still have PTSD. You won't catch me in the airport with any drugs. (laughs) Nope. Not PTSD from myself, any particular incident, but just locked up abroad.
2: But guess what helped you with that (laughs) that PTSD?
1: (laughs) I have trauma from watching other people get arrested at airports. Wow,
2: that's crazy.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's let's dive into today's uh, lineup. Um,
0: You know, what is cannabis? The history of cannabis in America, legalizing cannabis and obviously our threats to street vendors. We're going to have that discussion. And then at the end, just really talk about like the future of cannabis in America and what we think, give our perspective, right? And I understand we are not experts in this. You guys are absolutely more expert than I am, Um, but I like the topic, you know, and it's, you know, don't have to be a smoker in the user to, to like the topic. You know, you can still be intrigued, just understanding the benefits of cannabis overall. And I think it's important to convey the right message and at least put some information out there. Um, that's appropriate. so um did some research and you know, I've been studying this for a while and I said, okay, let me get my script together. I need to know what the hell I'm talking about. And so I looked up some stuff um, and I found out it like hemp I was like, why, you know hemp seems to be widely accepted but cannabis isn't I'm like, but they're the same goddamn thing really essentially I mean obviously the potency levels are different, but one is used for like clothes and other materials and the other is like, Illegally banned across the world, mm-hmm. you know. In some cases, um and so I found out that what hemp is, you know, usually grown um, in colder climates, and 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 cannabis is not. And because of that climate difference, that's where your psychedelic air quotes come into play. It, it plays a little bit more on the human psyche, or in a human, you know, chemical psychoactive makeup, psychoactive within the human um, anatomy. Yes, I found that interesting. In and, and, um, Another thing I found very interesting was the, the linkage between the male and female flower. And the I don't know what the t- proper term is called with the excretion from the female, where she's looking for the pollen from the male. But if you remove that male plant from the female, you get a greater potency of THC output from the flower of the female. But guess what happens when at the CBD levels are lowered? So everybody wants that higher, high THC feeling. I'm kind of like opposite. I like the the milder, more balanced THC CBD feel.
1: You know. Um, well, we, there's a big push now to create an all CBD flower for children and people who are struggling with seizures and so forth. Mm-hmm. So you're not the only one that's looking for that. Yeah, good. <laughs> Get on it, scientists. We think about that, Jeff. No, I. I <laughs> yeah shamefully um, actually, don't know a lot about growing do you know
2: i don't know much about growing no but i've researched as well there's this article that's called the uh, medical cannabis network and uh, her name is tara uh leo amazing amazing rate but for example she listed everything that could benefit from cannabis cbd and cannabinoids which is just like parts of the cannabis taken out to treat certain you know illnesses and right. everything that it treats there's no side effects the cost is minimal, and it's not actually medication. So um, like chronic pain, um, lung capacity, um, it fights cancer, it helps with depression, like all these things, um, anxiety, slow, it slows down Alzheimer's, you know, and you said you had PTSD from being in a situation, but yet it still helps with PTSD. So there's sure. so many sure. attributes that this can help if they were to let us or the people that need it, you know, have access to it.
1: Absolutely everybody. I mean, it's wild how you look back, I'm thirty nine now and I've been using since fifteen and you just realize now like oh I was just self medicating, depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. and whatever it might be. But you think you're just like getting high because you you want to be counterculture, you wanna look cool, but you're legitimately just trying to feel better.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know? Like it's they wild. have nothing for seizures. Seizures come and go. And they're there's sporadically, but smoking marijuana it limits the seizures you have yearly, you know, and no one's st- no one. I mean, if,
1: for is it epileptic seizures that it could like almost completely eliminates?
2: Yeah, like exactly. takes a
1: child from being debilitated twenty four hours a day to functioning twenty four hours a day. Yes, crazy.
0: It is crazy. Uh, what are you guys thinking, or you think about? Um, Sativa Indica, I have like some information that I was like, (laughs) what?
1: I would love to see your information and and
0: get my man's opinion. Well, just like, go ahead, Jeff.
2: I know, I'm saying I want to hear it. Body, head, body, high versus head high. Give it to us.
0: (laughs) You know, you always hear like these are the main two, right? But you know, I think these strands have been cross mingled and human engineered for so many years. We don't even know what pure. Any sativa or pure indica really exist anymore, right? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 I, we all, all obviously can grow these different products locally or indoors. You know, we don't have to have a cold or, or more of a tropical region to grow these plants. You know, a lot of these things are engineered, and so I, I, I kind of feel like we 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 you want to have that engineering so you can deliver the right levels for people mm-hmm. based off their medical needs are there different type of um, desires, but it it does get to a point where how far do we go with this, right? And 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 my experience of the TV is just simply, you know, that that very clear high of what some will call paranoia or a very talkative type of nature. In Indica is usually that very low drag you out stuck on the couch, which I'm always <laughs> here for.
1: <laughs>
0: um But I, you know, I did some research on it, and it just talked about like, you know, how over the decades, you know, the potency levels of all of these have have risen so high, and it's like we can't never achieve that that level of high because you're constantly in search for that that same high you had in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, you know, for me, it's not even about the high; it's it's really about like the feeling. And I guess that could be the same thing, but it's it's I look at it a little bit differently, and it's it's not a chase; it's more of a put me in that zone of just relaxation right Um, what do you think
1: I mean in the cannabis sativa thing now you almost find nobody that wants the sativa Um, I mean it's and yes you're right almost everything is a hybrid now I watched a vice documentary a couple years ago and I'm trying to remember what the name of it is but there is a few original strains left and they will be pure indica or pure sativa Indica, as I believe, the, you know, Kush mountains yes, that's in, right. yep. um, India, uh, oh. you know, Afghanistan, okay. uh, I believe across the borders, but that's where a an Indica strain started with and all Kushs are going to be indicus for that reason. Uh, but there is the, the episode I watched was like strain hunters, like legitimately people that would go into these areas, uh, and look for original pure seeds and strains. Wow. And I, I wish I had more information or the name of what these specific strains are called. Um, but it was interesting. So they do exist. But yes, typically everything you'll find now is just a hybrid. Yeah. Maybe a, a sativa leaning 9010
2: mm-hmm.
1: or yeah. an indica leaning 9010, but you don't find pure stuff. You don't. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: And then there's another one, like a third. I, I
0: actually don't recall the name of it. Uh, it was more of in Russia or in, in, that, in that region where the plant was much smaller and you can grow it indoors. Um, and I believe it's a hybrid of, of of obviously the two. I have to get the name. I can't remember it right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know, hybrid is what all I know. <laughs>
2: well, you're gonna actually find, um, for example, a lot of edibles now for some reason. In the beginning, you would get a sativa or indica. I used to buy them both all the time. But now out there, you're gonna get pretty much a mixture, as you just said, like you're gonna get a 20% this, uh, 80% that and then a bit of CBD thrown in there or you know seventy thirty or uh fifty fifty just depending on what you're looking for when it comes to edibles too
0: right yeah that is true I mean I don't know that. I mean who wants that other feeling I guess that's maybe just all psychological as well we the all, sativa yeah. feeling yeah.
1: yeah well if you're trying to create art a lot of people musicians will like it uh, if you're daytime use people typically will want sativas if you're going to work on it um
0: I actually never thought about that, that makes i sense. brought
1: some to a concert recently and i gave one to a girl and she fainted i think the sativa mm. was too much pause what okay. <laughs> what okay. happened it's a whole story so but briefly i brought a girl who doesn't use much and i as i will always do i offered everybody edibles within arm's reach wow and uh I do that she too. took one but yeah right it's the whole vibe you'll meet a lot of people and they will love you But in this case, um, it went the other way. Um, She legitimately fainted, like stopped hearing and collapsed. You shouldn't have told this. Kind of blamed me, but I do think because it was a um, medical grade sativa, I think it really hit her hard because she doesn't get fucked up much. Wow, you know, you know her.
2: I know, I knew her. (laughs) That's that's good to know. Be but careful to, with that.
1: But, I mean, it could have been a combination of yeah, things. Don't, don't offer
2: random too. people with that. Don't do yeah, that. But That's I do
1: right. blame sativa. I think if it was an indica, she wouldn't have fainted. I will wow. say that. Actually,
2: to touch on that, though, for example, when you do go to Vegas, you have to, of course, show your ID to get anything edible. And if you don't have a medical card, they give you a different strand, which is a, a lower li- uh, limit of THC or CBD yeah. in the edible. So you can't get more than 200 milligrams of anything from one store. So when I used to go shopping, I would go to like 15 stores a day. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. You're really putting in work. Yes. <laughs> hey, because, that's why you started his because, business.
2: Exactly. Because I did not have um, a medical card there. Because being a flight attendant, I couldn't have a card. It's on your record.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Interesting. Exactly. Nice. Uh, one second. Have hey guys, a card, uh, Woody Bush, welcome to the live chat. Um, thank you for joining us. Just want to give you a shout out what's up woody i got a cousin named woody we're already on good terms <laughs> <laughs> all right so um so ben i obviously i mean whatever you want to share here but like what's the earliest memories of cannabis and it could be whatever you want to share there i mean it could be just like something uh, you saw finding my
1: mom's bong really <laughs> absolutely Your i mean mom. my mom my whole family all my aunt's uncles my mom i mean they're from this they're hippies they're montgomery county tacoma park liberals you gotta hide (laughs) and we were bongs and we smelled weed my whole life growing up really wow um she tried to hide it but we would find it she i mean she had one bong with like a daffy duck sticker or some shit i don't know if she was trying to trying to like make it discreet hide it behind a sticker (laughs) or if it was just sold to her that way now becomes a a magnet for you to grab it but i remember finding that bong Mm -hmm. um i remember like smelling it i mean it my first, I mean, we, I remember getting high for the first time, which isn't really a an event. It's, you know, you got, you had fun. Uh, exactly. and my first time I got weed to sell, which I think it's true of a lot of people, it's always an older sibling. Mm-hmm. And she Our was a dude that was, the, yeah, somebody mm-hmm. in the family that's a little right. bit older, like two, three years older. Yes. <laughs> and, he was selling. And I was like, um, I want some weed to sell. And he fronted me two ounces and the rest is history. Now okay. I'm a felon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about you, Jeff?
2: Uh, growing up, my older brother always, always had, but, um, I remember working one summer and I bought me a tent cause I'm from Dublin, Georgia. So I'm out in the, in the woods in my tent. And my brother comes with his friends and kicks me up my tent that I worked all summer to pay for. And they had a siphon inside my tent. Wow! <laughs> but um, <I> <laughs> hot <laughs> but box that tent
1: of yours. Appreciate <laughs> yes, you putting it together.
2: <laughs> exactly. But um, I, I was never the weak guy. I never got into butter smoking. Um, recently over this year, I'm doing edibles now. But I was never really a smoker. Wow! But so that's I'll share this I,
0: story. It won't well, not necessarily the earliest times, but you know, I'll just say there was a point when I was in college. I needed to pay my rent. I had some money, so I bought some. Had friends chopped it up, pushed it on campus, paid my
1: rent for three months. Oh, I would have got kicked out of college so <laughs> fast if I ever went to college. I, oh, that's a market that. Whew. You got to be discreet with it. I mean, you can't just be a
0: random ass with it. But yeah, that was what the days back then. I don't do that now. FYI.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Cause you know they have you sign this thing about selling drugs on campus, you know, like when you go to college, there's a box. Do they? You no. Know? Yes, they do.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh wow. I've, that's interesting. It's been so long, I remember.
2: You skipped that box.
1: Well, I didn't go. <laughs> I'm happy you didn't go. I do have friends that like legitimately got caught selling cocaine at college, though. I'm actually happy you didn't like go didn't to finish. I don't know. Because...
0: What, you just been some you have been an interesting individual on campus. It's probably good you didn't
1: go. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was crazy in my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's transition a little bit to the history of cannabis. This is going to be a little bit of a, a touchy subject here, which is fine because that's what we're here for—to provide different mm-hmm. perspectives. And so, in doing my research, I found back in 1914, the Harrison Act um, was passed, and usually it was you know it was, a, it was passed for a tax, right? They want to tax cocaine and opiates, and this is where it gets kind of crazy. Um, So, again, please look it up for yourself. Don't just take what I'm telling you here on No Pants Required as the official source. But there was a few medical doctors that testified to Congress that drugs made blacks uncontrollable (laughs) and gave them superhuman powers and caused them to rebel against white authority. This is not me making up these words. All right. These are words. From a testimony During the discussion Trying to get this The Harrison Act of 1914 passed um, But there's more And it gets even more crazy Another medical doctor From Pennsylvania Testified At a congressional hearing That most of the attacks Upon whites Of the South Are a direct result Of cocaine crazed Negro brains and I can tell you, I have smoked cannabis in my lifetime, and none of them gave me superpowers or any other goddamn feeling anything was different from any other person. Um, but I just found that very interesting that race was used to help convey and in, in, to get cannabis and other drugs, you know, illegal, right? So yeah, I, I mean, rinse
1: and repeat on every single drug ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, every single law—essentially, you could find back to race. So you trying to get me started in here? <laughs> I'm, and, trying to just, I'm trying to just provide information. I'm not trying to lose my shit. Yeah, but yes, every cannabis law, every law ever, has been black people are going to rape the white women or Mexican crazy Mexicans in the early 19th century. Uh, the marijuana tax act the mm-hmm. first one was 1937 1937 yeah. and they said the only way you could buy cannabis was if you had a license from the treasury department which they did not give out right so they yeah. essentially federally made it illegal and Anslinger, harry and slinger which you can basically uh, uh, you credit every bit of propaganda fear mongering about drugs that's been on repeat for a hundred years you can accredit back to him and yeah it all comes down to even today same exact thing crazy black people are gonna kill you right well, super- and be scared well, and that's how they get laws passed with superpowers. Right? jeff do you have with, with their superpowers you gotta watch right. out for that too yeah <laughs>
2: Um, I will um, say that some narcotics and some opioids may give people super like tendencies, but marijuana is not one of them. <laughs>
1: right. Perfect time for the sirens in your background. very nice. I
2: know, right? They're coming to get me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're here in our podcast, they're coming to get my ass.
2: Right. <laughs> PTSD kicking in <laughs> yeah.
1: sirens definitely do it oh sirens definitely yeah but that was a good point Jeff um, about the
0: um, you know some will give you you know like tendencies if you will so yes. that's kind of sort of how they all group these drugs together under the controlled mm-hmm. substance act and schedule these as you know schedule one type drugs Um, you know I'm well, not- schedule
1: one was down the road that yeah. was
0: until 1956 much later down the road right yeah. but that's but you see how all this built right over the course of decades. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to use the word propaganda. Because again I'm not getting into that type of conversation. But. I, well
1: copaganda is the <laughs> phrase. Uh, that I like. Because it's. A, I mean they essentially have used. Cannabis and drugs. T- to give police immense amount of stupid ridiculous funding. So that they could put black people in jail. You know what's funny. So about it that?
0: all comes together. I find. I don't, it's not fascinating. I find this disheartening when i hear the term or the phrase a war on drugs and i'm thinking why are you in the communities how did the drugs get in the community that was nancy reagan right there you know the war on drugs really is how did it get into the country that's where your war mm-hmm. is being had right or you know what's happening and so you talked about that we got a little bit ahead right so in the, in the 70s did you know the united states provided mexico with uh, herbicides to prevent cannabis mm-hmm. from being imported, but not only that. Guess what that triggered? Americans to do what? Grow their own goddamn plants here yeah. in the United States. So, cause and effect, nice. right? <laughs> and it means <laughs> so we we can see the lineage and the history of how you know cannabis was being treated in the uh, the association with the drugs and with a group of people or groups of people. Um, I found that very fascinating mm-hmm. and disheartening at the same time.
1: Uh, it, uh, every talk about drugs being made illegal really upsets me. <laughs> so I'm trying to knock it too in too political. Yes, uh, but yeah, it, it's very disheartening and it's very upsetting that essentially they just use white society government uses drugs. To demonize black people and give cops more money and make more jails instead of just making it legal, ending a war on drugs, and providing social services for addiction. Yeah, I mean, it drives me insane.
0: I think that's a perfect transition because um, there are efforts. So we got to look at the positive now, right? There are efforts to make it legalize um, on a U.S. front as well as globally, and so I see about forty-three um, countries have some form of legalization from recreational to medical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Real quick. I have to interject because you talked about globally. Yeah. So Harry Anslinger, the guy that I was talking about earlier, he, I mean, his whole career was just made, I think it was over four presidents, just going around fear mongering, being racist, Mexicans, blacks they are going to give all the white people cannabis and opium he then went global to the, I think it's United Nations, and I'm looking for my notes here. <laughs> uh, but he lobbied to have, and he was successful. To it was the um, single convention on narcotics in 1961, which globally made it illegal to our laws. Crazy, right?
0: It is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's insane. let go around the world and make everyone like us.
1: Why? Why we want to do that? With bullshit laws, <laughs> like for a plant, because they weren't growing it, they, and be, but mainly because they could use it to put black people in jail. I'll get, I'm not going to keep going on this, but <laughs> that's essentially what all of it is.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I have a question for I you I Can
1: over there? you come over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? All right.
2: So, Winnie.
0: What you, um, you say? How many states have legalized cannabis?
1: You think right now? Well, there's decriminalized and legalized. That's so a good what point. Are we... So let's look at legalized. Fully legalized, what are we like four. Is it four? I don't know. We do you Google,
0: think, bro. I have the information.
2: Um, think, how yeah? many? Uh, I would say eighteen states.
0: Eighteen states? Yeah. Oh, wow, four and eighteen—that's a big. Fully legalized. Fully legalized. Not decriminalized.
2: Yeah, yep. that's a big legalized. range there. All right, yeah. so
0: there are eight states
2: only eight Wait, right we like right in the middle huh? Okay. i'm sorry that's actually <laughs> there are
0: eight states where it's illegal fully illegal right oh, okay. Oh, okay so to answer your question i'm gonna ask my question to you guys it's seven so you're kind of close ben yeah i thought it was just a few what do you have them listed there yeah i don't have the list here but i have 27 have mm-hmm. uh legalized some form of uh, medical um only and of those seven have legalized cbd only okay really and they have 16 oh, I'm sorry, 16 who have too. opened it up for recreational use yeah. so ask yes, jeff you are right i was wrong ben was wrong 16 have fully opened cannabis for recreational use
1: all right all right you just should know that he mailing it around the country
2: <laughs> yes i am yes i am i'm hey i was shit out in three <laughs> days baby three days Oh, <laughs> nice very nice but, but and i was looking at some other uh, some
0: revenue from uh the motley food and mm-hmm. you know some of these states you know in 2020 are bringing home a lot of marijuana tax revenue they and are. what i found interesting just like gambling and casinos it's always that big push to get like these establishments you know up and running in the states and they always promise to donate money to education but then we find out not much of those dollars have actually made it into the school systems. Well, the exactly. same could be said about marijuana um, tax revenue. Um, California bought in in, tw- in 2020 over one billion dollars. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, The only way to get conservatives to approve these l- cannabis laws is to be like, oh, well, we're going to fund. They have to say they're going to fund something with it. Right. right. They have to give them some justification, even I though I everybody's using it. I don't it. mind it, you know, you know, a form of paying tax, you know, for the betterment of,
0: of our existence. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with, you know, taxation. I'm not one of those people who think no one should be taxed and we have to figure it out. You know, I am one with I understand we have to pay some level of taxes
1: in this system. Taxes are necessary it's, and that's fine. I think all drugs should be legalized across the board and they should all be taxed. And then you have use all of this money instead of on police to go into communities and criminalize people you use that money to treat addiction and provide a social service it's it's fucking common sense it's the only reason it doesn't happen is because it's politically advantageous to criminalize people to fear monger and you will never get elected by being soft on crime so to speak
0: so let's (laughs) hold that discussion for the future piece here because i do want to jump into the threat to the street vendors. <laughs> so okay. we got two guys here who are pretty much on were on at some point in your lives, different sides. Well, you know. in
1: college, were you were a criminal too. That, well, yeah, not
0: really, because you have to be a criminal. So, <laughs> you have to be arrested be a criminal, right? So no one knows. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so you really, you know, I, I saw this. Well, I have street cred and you don't. Yeah, I don't want it. So I saw this app. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, the Ease app. Have you guys heard about that? No, they, I'm sorry. E a z e E's. Mm. It's like a mobile platform people can order from the dispensaries at your local Weed, level. Weed
1: Maps is the bigger yeah. one. Oh, it's a bigger one. That's the that's the most recognized. Yeah, I was shocked. You I, sell on there? Are you are you able to be on there, Jeff? Um, or i am like not
2: on there. Or yeah, I'm not there.
0: That's I'm not. Nice. Obviously, I uh, charge you a fee to be a part of it. Of course. I'm going to look into it. (laughs) He's going to look into it. Well, I definitely found um, the future. I I, I thought about like, so I grew up in New Orleans and the neighborhood was a decent neighborhood. Um, For most, probably was a rough neighborhood. But growing up in New Orleans, for me, that wasn't rough. I've seen rougher neighborhoods and I did not grow up in the rougher side, but it was decent. In my opinion, the block was very quiet block I grew up on. Um, Except for the folks on the corner And they were the drug pushers Everyone else was quiet Except for those fuckers on the corner And they were drug pushers All throughout my You know Elementary school All the way through um, parts of college And They didn't really do anything They just stood outside all the time And I would leave to go to school From elementary school to middle school To high school to college and then after college my career and those guys were still on the corner doing the same thing they were doing for decades and i just found it very fascinating and frustrating on my part because i felt there was a drain a negative drain Mm -hmm. but when i think about the street vendor and those people who are you know managing their their world their existence in that same fashion and now you have these online services, these legal dispensaries and ways to now get it legally with probably even better product because you, you kind of sort of know more of what's in your product mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, the street vendor. You, you taking the chance on if it's not laced or laced or just whatever the damn product is, if it's buds or, you know, if it's some trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys think about like the threat to the street vendor and, and will they be able to sustain in the long term?
1: You got any thoughts, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, so, diving into that portion, I believe most of them will sustain um, because there are people that will not trust going into a store, not trust getting a medical license, not trust giving their ID to go buy, you know, some butt. Um, But, for example, I am not a threat to the streets because I'm selling edibles. They're not selling edibles on the block.
1: No, they're not. You
2: want
1: a 10 <laughs> but, milligram cookie?
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> so, my business is not a threat, but I do see people now, they're scared to go to the block because, for example, we had a huge um, thing here in Baltimore where it was fentanyl lace weed, and that's just horrible. Like, it killed so many people. There
1: really threat. was, or was that just fear monitoring? No,
2: no, it was uh, one of my friends actually passed from it. It was a real thing. Okay. Well, um, Forgive me when it's that's yeah. in Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, exactly. Um, so they put a big billboard up passing the highway saying, hey, fentanyl is real and it's it's massive and you pass it every day. So people that um, they trust the dealer or they trust their lead man, they will buy from him. But overall, they're going to the dispensaries now. So some are going to fade and some who have, you know, good clients, good customers, they're going to surpass it.
1: I do like going to dispensary for my concentrates. I love being able to see what all the terps are. Yeah. I mean all the percentages. And I mean concentrates, you're using extracts like butane or something mm-hmm. to create it. And I don't necessarily trust street extracts. Um flour I wouldn't be that scared of, but I mean shit, yeah. if you've got first hand experience with a, a laced weed. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Then You know, so I I don't, I, I do think eventually you won't have a underground market. You will not. It will take a decade. I mean, it's going to take, I mean, you had uh, Schumer say that he didn't want to do the federal designation because he wanted to tie it into other things because it's, it's so, um, it's, it's supported so widely. Mm hmm. That he wanted to get other things passed by using it. But I think it's all bullshit. Yeah. I think it's all for mass incarceration and because mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies don't have control of it yet. And I just think it's all bullshit. And they like they like blocking people up and criminalizing people because it gets it gets people elected. I mean, Joe Biden is one of the most mass incarceration pro people. So these like lie. I think it's all bullshit. Um, but it, it, to get back I think it'll take decades to get to the point mm-hmm. where there are no more street vendors and it'll be fully yeah. 100% walk into stores like alcohol. Like nobody's on the corner selling you minis of Fireball.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just, know,
1: they're going to get they're going to get priced out.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, so which I mean again, I'm so new as Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm sorry. Have y'all been to Vegas?
1: Not recently with everything like lounges and stuff?
2: Oh, yeah, so you Exactly. So there's one called uh, Planet Thirteen, an amazing dispensary. You walk in, have a cafe. They've got a bar. They've got a shopping zone. It's just like it. It's an experience. So being I here, saw that
0: on Cheddar News recently. Yeah,
2: it is. It's. It you have to experience it. So I feel once Maryland or DC or GMB get on that level of comfortability with their stores, and it becomes an experience, then it'll be different. Because now we have the pop up stores. We've got the sauna dispensaries. We've got these little marks that sell marijuana but they're not on the level of Vegas yet. And I think if we were to get to that point, then that may drown out the street guys because in Vegas, there's no street guys because you just go to any block and there's right. a quickie mark right. full of marijuana.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the government's making money off of that. They're not yes. criminalizing people. It right, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's 100% beneficial. I mean, it should be that way. It will be that way eventually. I mean, unless we fall into complete fascism, which that's a whole yeah. other topic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it should, if you if progress continues yes. and we have no setbacks. And like I said, if it's treated exactly like alcohol, you don't have underground alcohol market. Like right. prohibition no, creates like prohibition, underground markets, exactly. creates crime. Right? Exactly. Right. So to speak, it's fake. It's fake crime, but it's crime. Fake crime. It's man-made crime. Absolutely. So, um exactly. oh you you know it's real quick about new orleans too in, in in the history of cannabis new orleans is quite a marketplace one of the first because it would come in port mm-hmm. towns um baltimore knows all about the port towns and drugs yes sir um but then they, the musician i mean it's huge jazz and the mu- they would distribute it up to the cities which of course gave more a fear-mongering because it was black jazz musician uh, but, yeah, New Orleans is a huge historical cannabis city. I mean, New Orleans played a role in,
0: in many aspects of American society. Yeah, yeah. From Shout to out to Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All so. right. So uh, before we get um, into this this next piece here, Jeff, I do want to give you opportunity to um, talk to the listeners and, and how can they get in touch with you?
2: My website is lovemykoi.com. That's L-U-V-M-Y-K-O-I.com. I I also um, have a Black Friday's promotion going on online right now. And if you use this promotional code, you get an additional percentage off and a gift for listening to us today. And the code is NPR, which is no pants required. (laughs) Uh, I love it. 21. And this is in honor of the gentleman I'm speaking with today. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Nice I Great love speaking it.
1: with you as well I'm pulling up your website now <laughs> Definitely and I'm actually
0: going to put that In the show notes as well um, So y'all let For so... expiration date Do you have expiration date?
2: Oh End of the month Nice Okay perfect
0: Alright so um, I do want to transition here um, so I'm
1: sorry I'm sorry I'm going to have to Both y'all there. I'm trying to help both y'all out Let's get it If you're not airing this it. Until the 6th Oh that's snap this is the live so um, you might want to extend that expiration thank actually you. i love i love everybody i'm just looking out
2: thank you uh, actually it will be until the end of the year
1: there you go you
0: go perfect
2: order you for your them, families being around That's with it. families and on edible is amazing like now that i can like, i'm i'm always on edible partially and my family, i'm on them right now no people <laughs> are so them. easier to deal with i've been missing out like you just don't care
1: <laughs> I have Wizard season tickets and I just sit there and pop edibles all game. I must go through ten.
0: And talk shit about that lame ass first place team.
1: Lame. <laughs> <laughs> we sweet second place. The Nets have finally yeah. passed us. I told you it wasn't gonna last long. But we still up there, second place. Beat Miami last night. It's not bad Anywho. though.
0: Coming from last place, you know, I get it. That's a good transition. You should be you should be proud of your team. Coming from the slums, we've right. done all right. I get it. <laughs> Alright, so how do you guys envision the future of cannabis?
2: You were talking about it earlier, Ben
1: I mean eventually it'll be just like alcohol. Yes. It's on its way there now.
2: It's gonna be oils and butters in your kitchen. It's gonna be, you know, yep. it's gonna be a yep. thing.
1: It'll be I absolutely but you'll be able to sit around and talk about your strains like you talk about your Pinot. You know what I mean? And it'll be it'll just take a while.
2: And I it Get just on. sucks.
1: Go ahead.
2: No, I'm saying they're spreading it on their toast. They're putting the sugar-infused THC in their coffee and teas. Like it's it's already there. It's just you know. I'm rubbing
1: balm. I'm rubbing cannabis balm on my hands right now because <laughs> I have like arthritis from holding my iPad all day.
2: There we go. See,
0: I had a joke there, but I'm gonna save it. <laughs> oh, well,
1: I'm rubbing cannabis <laughs> balm on my legs <laughs> that are fully exposed. <laughs> yeah
0: um you, so you brought up something earlier being about you know funding for the police department and I could just think about a lot of different areas but that's one of them where we we often talk about funding and we talk about like a debt ceiling as this country how much money we spend in these different areas and I think everyone complains about it but no one actually wants to do any reductions anywhere and this is a good point if we legalize marijuana on your point all illegal drugs then there's no more war air quotes on the drugs incarceration rates go down we can close prisons we can reduce these budgets from the police departments i mean i can keep on going on how much money we can save as a society right and put it to better use right right like you said earlier maybe there's ways to help each individual who do have issues with substance right Maybe they're using it improperly, or there has there's a medical need for it, so we need to do more research, right? Now we could put that money where it really should go, right? But yet we buy tactile war type riot gear if right. for people and and we're out there policing people in the streets for a right that they we actually have. You you have a right to stay in the street and protest. But yet you get I don't wanna get into that topic. But <laughs> But, you know, you I now just, have a right to shoot them. Well, well you do to that. Right. right. Back to humanity. <laughs> right. So I feel like everything when I think of stuff, I think of how do we make it better? What is the solution? I hear folks complain a lot when I ask them, what would you do? Usually they give me nothing because they don't have an answer. They just in a cycle of complaining. So I appreciate you, Ben, for giving that 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 segue into where we can be and where we should be. Oh, I could give a
1: Mm -hmm. 12-point PowerPoint on defunding. (laughs) It starts immediately with drugs. I mean, first and foremost. I I would agree with you on that one. But that's the problem. There's whole industries propped up on the criminalization of drug use. Prisons, policing primarily. And I mean, these are also entire industries created on uh, subjugating minorities. And keeping white supremacy in place, forgive me for, you know, going down this road. But they are. I mean, that's that's what they are. They target yeah. people. You look at incarceration percentages. There's no way to deny it. No way to deny <laughs> it. Factually, it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even being a political. That's what it is. You got the 13th Amendment. Anybody who hasn't watched it, watched the documentary, 13th. So, uh, I, I've lost my train of thought. But, quite frankly, I- The future I, uh, of cannabis. I, uh well also you asked me about defunding yeah you can't though a whole industry is being propped up they will not ever the reason they don't do that because you have a police union and if you do that do you know how much money they lose mm-hmm. do you yeah. know how many jobs these mm-hmm. people they lose yeah it's the same reason they make you do your own taxes because the accounting industry makes too much money they don't they know we don't need to do our taxes <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> they make us do that because turbo tax lobbies like police lobby. Right. That's right. my point. Gotcha. Go ahead. <laughs> what yes. about you, Jeff?
2: Uh, This is kind of a tough one for me because, for example, Ben, you had a situation where you were in a position um, to have a felony because of marijuana, but now mm-hmm. it's damn near, like, seriously, like, why? <laughs> um, it's so crazy. It's, 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 it's very crazy. And I'm not understanding. Felon
1: for the rest of my life.
2: Right. For but and that twenty makes years no old, sense.
1: they came in my house with assault rifles and woke me up in the middle of the night, same way Brianna Taylor died with an assault rifle in her face in the middle of the night. And obviously, I have my opinions on why I was not shot. Yeah, but I could have been shot over cannabis, mm-hmm. and I'm a felon for rest of my life. I had four ounces of weed. Four ounces. That's it. That's all. Yeah,
2: and I know a lot of family members and friends and friends of family who are in the same position who are black because they had marijuana on them. I have a friend now driving right. a BPA. They charged her because she had roaches, traces of weed, wow. traces of weed. It makes no yeah, sense.
1: Again, it's it, these rules were created for one reason and it wasn't yeah. public health and safety. Absolutely right.
2: not. <laughs> so talk the about funny thing about is that, that is,
0: had to do with the, the public health perspective of it there was no no science behind
2: it yeah well i guess in their case they thought it was science
1: jeff you were saying something
2: oh yeah no so even though um she won the case because they can't uh charge her for traces of marijuana they still charge her with uh court fees and restitution for being in the position to, of having traces of marijuana yeah,
1: That that's really the goal also is to financially hurt again To subjugate and oppress minority. So you get them caught up in the court system. They're paying Mm -hmm. hundreds of fees. If they don't pay the fees, they can go to jail. Yeah. If they don't have bail for that initial charge, they're going to stay in jail. Until court. Even though it was a bullshit charge to begin with. Yeah. I mean, majority of people in jail, almost 95% of Rikers is people that are not convicted. They're just couldn't pay bail. Yeah. So the whole thing is just to subjugate.
2: And to touch back on what you had said earlier, um, my other point was um, you said humanity and society and our communities can get better if we were to utilize the funds from this, uh, from marijuana, cannabis in our communities, which we should be doing. But they're going to criminalize it and keep it this way because, like they are saying, they're making money off of the prisons, making money off the fees and court systems. So they're never going yeah. to give up on that because that's funding someone's lifestyle. That's not us. Boop.
0: And when you fund someone's lifestyle, it's almost impossible to change.
2: Exactly.
1: And that police union is very strong. They are. That it is. And like I said, it's all political. You will never win politics. Like you want to win elections in America by being empathetic to addicts. They like to be mean to people. Americans like to crime, law and order, and punishment. Yeah. Not that, re, you know not to my quickie, but not said- not empathy.
0: What I say earlier in the quickie, I feel like we lost a sense of humanity. You know, we want to be that pusher and and that dominant force around the world and even home. You know, we we're constantly seen as you know, well, you know, they use those terms, you know, being weak, being weak on crime. You know, or what about just being mm-hmm. compassionate? He's not weak? I mean, you know, it's, I, it's I my, you know, I love my, you know, I love my brothers it. and sisters who are not my brothers and sisters. Right? I love all humans. Right. I understand we both evil and good. That's just who we are. We're animals at the end of the day. But I think it's very important to recognize that we don't have to attack each other. Right. And so if these laws are created for that reason, here we got to change this stuff. Also, I'm always on the financial side of it. So if we're talking about ways to make revenue, hey, we're spending more money of taxpayers, I'm sorry, taxpayer dollars to lock up Incarcerate in this cycle that you guys just explained over and over, decade after decade, mm-hmm. we can eradicate all of that and support the people, right? As opposed to person, uh, you know, you know, locking people up. I don't know. So I'll, I'll leave it there for me. You guys have anything mm-hmm. else you want to share?
1: Uh, no. I just hope it ends quick, sooner than later. And I, I would give back twenty years of making free, tax-free income or. Maybe I, I shouldn't say all that but you know yeah. um if if it would have kept literally millions of people out of prison for bullshit so i've always been yeah. on the legalization tip despite benefiting from it being illegal you know that's all i really want to add on it i hope it happens quick i'm getting old i don't need to be fucking around with it anymore <laughs> jeff We losing? I'm, oh, there he goes. I'm, okay. I,
2: no, I'm still lost on it. I, I really am because it's upsetting. It's very, very upsetting. That people have had is, to do it is it's extremely with, upsetting. That people have, have, have had to do like, you know, loss of jobs, loss of family, loss of income, loss of life, loss of self. Like
1: So many families torn apart. Yeah. So many yeah. fathers, mother gone to prison. Yeah. Over and that's the a point, bag of which affects the next generation as well. Right over something they have always known isn't even bad. They just know they could use it. Well, maybe they don't know it's bad. bad. Actually, they feel like it is bad. This
0: is what they've been told. So to they No, substance. no, you're talking
1: about the populace. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the people that pitch it. Gotcha. That use it. They know it's not bad. Yeah. They just know they can use it for their devious reasons. Right.
2: When one person goes to jail, it actually affects three generations after. Three generations. Absolutely. Yes.
1: And it does nothing to prevent recidivism or to rehabilitate
2: nothing yeah. at all it's
1: just a, a an aggressive a violent act really that so does I see, getting getting yeah. I see it
2: getting
1: we're better i see getting better we're there but, but i mean you still are. had every single democrat yeah. on top of republicans i don't want to get too political but they also every year 100 percent support increasing funding to police because it helps yeah. them win elections You can't win elections without supporting police. You can't. Well, I'll say
0: this as a non-political point. um, We're a big country. And I do understand change does happen a little longer. And that's really a shitty thing for me to say when people are locked up or being locked up. And Mm -hmm. I I absolutely get that. I do. Um, But I do recognize a country as so large as we are with, with the type of laws we have at all levels I mean, if you, you bring it down from the federal to the to the state levels and then you have your county and your other different uh, townships and your it's so much that we have to unravel. And usually folks are not fighting that fight at those local levels. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I'm with you guys. I think, you know, changes come in. We all want it. I definitely with you been. I want it to happen faster. But I do recognize it's going to be a little bit of a slow roll
2: it is it That's is i hate to say this yeah. as well for those who hit that hey, for those that is already affected it probably won't do much for them but going forward for someone like me that just got into this i may benefit more so than ben because he's been hurt by it already if that makes fair.
1: any sense fair to say yeah right well, from a money standpoint i do love having a dispensary right on the corner right <laughs> <laughs> that is very nice. Pull up an online menu like this is just crazy. Absolutely. I used to have to beg my sister for two ounces of dirt weed.
0: <laughs> dirt weed.
1: You know?
2: <laughs> that Reggie.
1: Oh. That Reggie, right? Reggie. <laughs> Nobody that, wants that. Uh, Not anymore. And then mids came, you were like and then they had KB or BC's.
2: Yep. And you got the cookies in the rants. Like it's it's crazy.
1: <laughs> the rants. <laughs> the rants are very big in DC for the yes. last year.
2: But sure, that's I'm just the to, progression probably. of it all. Like as as you start taking edible, like right now when I started, I was taking a five milligram. Now I'm up to a twenty five. Like it's it's just it's you have to go for the next best thing, and that's what happened with the marijuana.
1: Well, tolerance increases on anything. That's yes. true. It's okay. Yeah. That's why I dab pure concentrated cannabis all day now. Don't chase but that high. Don't chase it. About. I mean, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> actually i brought it on let's do
0: it here all right so all right guys no pants required don't forget love my koi that's l-u-v-m-y-k-o-i um jeff also mentioned there's a discount code that's going to last until the end of the calendar year and that is um i may have gotten it wrong but it's npr what else jeff
2: 2021
0: npr 2021 that's your discount code Please give the site a check out. Please support our fellow small businesses. Right. Appreciate that. We're moving yeah, past always, street street always. vendors over to the legal side of more. it. Um, yes. Trust me, Jeff. I have friends who, you know, y- y- you're good. You're in good hands.
2: I appreciate that.
0: All right. So I think we pretty much covered everything, guys. Um, to support this channel, download the Pie Bean app. The link can be found in the description of this episode. And consider purchasing what is called Golden Beans. Then donate those golden beans to my podcast, No No Pants Required. Depending on your device, donations are as low as $0.99 or $4.99. Remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace.
1: Great talking to y'all. Peace.